Matthew chapter um, 1. I want to look at verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. But And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in his dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about this morning Beating the holiday blues. Amen. The most wonderful time of the year. I want to talk about beating the holiday blues. Amen. Amen. The holiday season uh, can be the most wonderful time of the year. Um, It's filled with excitement. Uh, Getting the tree and decorating the tree and putting up the lights around the house and uh, listening to every store you go to, all you hear is Christmas carols and Christmas music. As a matter of fact, yesterday I went to the stores and and when I left the store, I went into my car and I pulled up on Spotify. I said, you know what? I want to hear me some Christmas music. Amen. There's something about this time of the year. It's festive. Uh, it's, it, to me, it's fun. But it's not that way for some people. Some people look at this time of the year as a very depressing time. A time where they start thinking about their family that has passed on to be with the Lord. Some of us, amen, for some people, this time of the year can be depressing because your money's funny. And then your kids are asking for stuff that you know you can't afford. Come on, somebody. It seems to me that we have change focuses and primarily that's what I want to talk to you about this morning I want to talk to you about keeping your focus in this season not losing focus of what this season is all about the University of Maryland did a study and in their study they found that during Christmas time around this time of the year, there's many suicides. People are depressed. They are literally in a place where they want to give up. I found that I haven't always felt good about Christmas. 
I found out that um, it's only when you understand what the season is all about. And even with us, we as Christians, we know what it's all about, but yet we get wrapped up, we get tied up, we even get tangled up in the spirit, amen, of the holidays, not Christmas. And if you notice that they're trying to take Christ out of Christmas. Uh, there are older people who are dying. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing how many elderly people die around this time of year. It seems like this time of the year has been plagued or rewritten as a very depressing time of the year. And so for us today, I, I wanted to help you. I wanted to give you some stuff. The question is, how do you cope with those feelings? How, why should this be the most wonderful time of the year? What is it that I need to be happy about? My money's funny. Come on, somebody. My change is strange. It seems like I'm running out of weeks because it seems like Christmas just jumps on us. It seems like, man, right as Thanksgiving is gone, it seems like everything just keeps coming. Some people say, you know what? I ain't worried about it. Amen. What I can get, I can get. What I can't get, I can't get. But, but deep inside, wouldn't it be nice? Come on, somebody. Amen. Wouldn't it be nice, though? Amen. It wouldn't it be nice to say, you know what? I can do what I, amen, what my heart tells me to do. Come on, somebody. And, and, and it's amazing because I find that there are a lot of people who are not satisfied with where they are right now in this season. I don't know where you are this season. I don't know how you feel this season, but I want to help you to refocus yourself, refocus yourself on the right things so that you can overcome or even beat the holiday blues. Do I have anybody? We find in our passage here that Matthew writes to the Jewish people. He writes about the Messiah. He gives something that's very important. It's amazing because... A lot of us have read Matthew. How many of you read the book of Matthew before? Amen. You read the book of Matthew, and isn't it funny that you skip over the first 17 verses? Amen. Because you're like, I can't even pronounce half of these names. Uh, for instance, the record of gene genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. You can pronounce that. Isaac, the father of what? Jacob, Jacob. And the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and, and the list goes on. What we find here may be boring to us, but it has a lot of significance to who Jesus is. Now, I know you've heard the reason for the season is Jesus. But it's amazing. We can rhyme it, but we can't live it. Come on, somebody. We can, we can say a whole lot about it, but when it comes down to saying, can I live this thing, we struggle with that. Amen? And so what we find is that we find that throughout this passage, we find that we find the genealogy, amen, of Jesus Christ. Now, what the writer is doing is authenticating 
the fact that Jesus did come through the line of Judah. Come on, somebody. That he was the Messiah that everyone was waiting on. Now, now I know that we don't have time to cover all these names, but what's interesting to me, amen, is verses, uh, verses 17, it says, and so all the generations, now watch this, from Abraham to David. Are you seeing that? They are what? 14 generations. From David to deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from what? The deportation to Babylon to what? The Messiah, 14 generations. What is that? How much is that? 42 generations. So through 42 generations, we find that now we have the birth of the Messiah. Now I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you how to contextualize that this in your contemporary living. Do I have anybody? Because sometimes we can read scripture and we can miss. Listen, if you're trying to beat depression, you got to beat it with the word. Let me just get real with you. If, if you're trying to beat doubt, you got to beat it with the word. If you're trying to beat, amen, insignificance, you got to beat it with the word. Because the word of God is what will give you hope in a hopeless situation. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody here have ever felt hopeless? Amen. Do I have anybody here, amen, who is who you're searching for significance, but yet you can't find it just yet? I want to tell you something. There's hope in God's word. And we find here that we find that the record that God had given us proves to us that Jesus is who God predicted him to be in the Old Testament. Are you with me? So you know what this generation thing did for me? It allowed me, amen, to settle on one thing, that Jesus is real. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That what? That Jesus is what? Real. That Jesus is what? He's real. He's relevant. Amen. And guess what? He is a right now kind of God. And so if we're going to beat the holiday blues, we have to change our focus from secular to spiritual, from Santa to our Savior. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. If, if you're ready to make this the most wonderful time of the year, I want you to right now secretly in your heart to say, God, reveal thyself to me. Come on, somebody. And when God reveals himself to you, you will find that all that you were going through does not compare to what he been through. Do I have anybody? Now, now here we have his birth. And the events surrounding his birth, there is controversy. Come on, somebody. There's all kinds of doubt. There is inconvenience. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you've read it, you've heard it, and you've read it. 
It says that when he was born, he's being conceived here, but when he was born, the Bible says there was no room for him. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that the world has made no room for Jesus? May I ask you a question? Have you made room for him in, in your depression, in your, yeah, in your holiday blues? Have you even thought about, amen, that he came here with inconvenience so that he could save you, come on somebody, and give you everlasting life? So if I got a reason to be happy this season, it would be the fact that Jesus came through 42 generations, amen, to get to where I am so that I can accept him as my Lord and Savior. Do I have anybody? Watch the text. The text says in verse 18, amen, the first, the first, thing, the first thing I want to show you though before that verse 18, I just want to back up. <laughs> to that verse 17 right quick. He says, so all the generations from Abraham to what? To David were 14, right? And from David the line, and from David to the what? Deportation to Babylon. 14 generations from what? The deportation to Babylon to what? To the Messiah of 14 generations. So there are 14, 42 generations. So the first thing that I wanna, wanna give you today, the first thing that you and I must 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 focus on. You ready for this? First thing we must focus on is we have to focus on the facts. Hear the facts. You're going to live. <laughs> Here's the facts. It's only 30 days in December. Here's the fact. You could, facts. You could only do what you can do. If you were not a good steward and you wasn't saving since January to December, what you depressed about? Amen. Don't ouch, amen, or thank you, all right? So listen, listen, it's not anybody's fault that you don't have anything because God has given you more than you deserve. Amen. The facts are that he came down 42 generations. And if I were to focus on the facts, the fact that God did something miraculous for us, he sent his only son. Come on, somebody. He, he, he sent his only son on this earth who took on the form of a slave. Then he took on humiliation so that he would die on a cross so that you and I would be saved today. I'm going back to that. And so the problem what happens to most people in a time like this, they start focusing on fiction. They start focusing on the wrong things. They start focusing on secular rather than spiritual. And so therefore we get caught up, amen, in depression. We get caught up in doubt. We get caught up in a whole lot of other things rather than focusing on the fact, on the facts. Here are the facts. God saved you. Here's the facts. You have your health and strength. Come on, somebody. Here's the facts. Amen. You still have a roof over your head. Here's some facts for you. Amen. You had a little bit of money, but you made it to work every, every week last week so you can get another paycheck. Amen. So it can carry you another week. 
That's a fact, Jack. Amen. And all you got to do in this season is take your eyes off of fiction and put it on fact, the fact that Jesus is really the reason for this season. So we find, we find, watch this, we find that he says it's 42 generations, watch this, that the Savior would be born. When God, what God, let me say this to you. Here's a fact. Whatever God promises, he'll deliver. Amen. Amen. All of his promises are what? Yes and what? Amen. Yes and what? Amen. Listen, what God has for you, come on somebody, is for you. Why is it the most wonderful time of the year? Because I get a chance to deny myself. Come on, somebody, and focus on the real reason. See, Satan has, listen, he has polluted our society, amen, with, with, with secular ideas and even the church where we have forgotten that this is not about us. Come on, somebody. It's not about us. Amen. We're worried about what we can get on Christmas when Christmas is a, a time of giving and not receiving. I don't think you're hearing me. And it doesn't matter the value. You say, well, that, for you it doesn't, but to me it does. Listen, as long as you have a heart to give, that's all God, that's all God wants. Amen. Now, I'm not trying to be the Grinch of Christmas now. But what I'm saying is, saints, that sometimes we have lost focus of the facts, amen, as to why we celebrate Christmas. Am I right? You know, it's called the Advent season. The word Advent means expectantly waiting. We, the generation before that, were waiting. We have received that promise. And so therefore, rather than getting down today, lift yourself up. Come on, somebody, and say, God, thank you. For, for I know the facts. Hear the facts. That greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus that I will make it through this that weeping may endure for a night come on somebody you're gonna get me in a minute but but joy is gonna come in the morning I'm not always gonna be broke I'm not always gonna be down I'm not always gonna be depressed amen but God has a plan for me and that plan that he has for me watch this part of the process is pain because that's how we develop. Amen. But when we lose our minds and we're focused on, amen, fiction, fictional characters, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Come on, somebody. Santa and the North Pole. Santa's little helpers. I'm not trying to be the Grinch of Christmas, but what I'm trying to say to you is they have taken Christ out and watch this, our children are believing that it's all about getting gifts on Christmas. But if you were to teach them the real truth, here's the thing. A lot of us are building our lives on a lie. You got to build your life on fact. You are somebody. God did save you. 
You are more than what you think you are, but Satan has painting a picture, painted a picture for you that you have lost view of who you are. The text says 42 generations gives us the facts. Then it says in verse 18, now the birth of Jesus is as what? Follows. You see, uh, Jesus, Jesus' birth is a miracle in itself. So the next thing I want, to fo- want you to focus on in this season to beat that blues, the next thing you got to focus on, focus on his birth. See, here's the thing. Jesus' birth is so miraculous. It's worth looking at. I'll say it one more time. It's worth looking at. So if I focus on the facts, and if I focus on his birth, where does that lead me? That leads me to a place where I understand that this season is not really about me. It's not really about how I feel, but it's about him. So then I'm shifting my focus from myself to making it about who? Him. Do I have anybody? The text says... Now, the birth of Jesus, come on, somebody. The birth of Jesus, amen, is as follows. I'm going to get into the follow in a minute, but let me say this here. Jesus, meaning Yeshua or salvation, when we focus on the birth of Jesus during a time like this, it should bring us joy no matter how we feel. Why should, listen, can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? Does his name do anything for you? I'm going to say it one more time. Does does his name do anything for you? Because I want to tell you something. You may not, amen, call his name now. Listen, the Bible says one day, every, every shall confess where? Heaven earth and beneath the earth. So so I'm not just trying to be super spiritual here in this Christmas season, but what I reckon is this. If I focus on his birth and I get to understand that a baby boy was born in this season, I'm going to change my whole mindset, amen, going forward, that it's not about me that it's all about him. Who is it all about? Jesus. The one who hung, bled, and died on Calvary's cross. The one who came down through 42, yes, Lord, to save a wretch like me. See, I was lost. The Bible says when John saw Jesus coming, he says, oh, behold, Now, as he said, he says, the Lamb of God that takes away, watch what he said. 
he said plural. He said the sin of the world. Do I have anybody? Singular, I mean. He said the sin of the world. So I'm sitting there saying to myself, wow, what's the greatest sin? Man has fallen Watch this. And he is in total depravity. So therefore, in this season, I ought to focus on my salvation. The fact that I am saved. The fact that I am filled with the Holy Ghost. The fact that I have more than I've ever had in my life. Listen, greater is he, I'm going to keep saying it, that's in me than he that's in the world. So what does his birth do for me? Do you remember when you had your first child? Come on, some of you. Hold on. Y'all better back up with that. Remember when you had your first, remember when you had your first child? It was, what was it? It was, it was magical. Wasn't it? Watch this. That child, watch this. Watch this now. You went through the pain. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And some of you went back and did it about 17 more times. Amen. <laughs> Some of you did it a whole lot more times. Because y'all like, man, ooh, I like this. <laughs> Amen. But isn't it amazing when you had that first child? First of all, you didn't think you could do it. Come on, somebody. Y'all walking with me? Watch this. Watch this. Did that child not bring you joy? Listen, you forgot all about the pain. Listen, I don't even know what the pain feels like. I was in there, but I don't even, I was like, shoot, we were fighting. <laughs> I think I was still smoking a little bit too. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. But, but I, that was my first child. <laughs> I <answered, laughs> wasn't saved yet. <laughs> but, 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 but watch this. The, the, the baby brought us joy. I ask you something. If you focus, just imagine if you focus on his birth. Could that not bring you joy? Oh, y'all not, not here. Y'all not here. Man. That's, listen, Jesus is available to everyone. And if you believe in him, listen, he can bring joy in a bad season. Come on, somebody. And here's the thing that's really jacked up. It's unfair to him. All right, now I understand those of you who are theological and all that kind of stuff, you say, well, he wasn't born in December. Well, let's just hypothetically agree on this. Let's just say he was born in December. Why would you jack up his whole month by being depressed? That just doesn't make any sense to me. You call him Savior and Lord, but the very time that we ought to be prepared. See, this is what I want you to think about, saints. Let's have in this season an anticipation that on Christmas morning, we're going to wake up and we're going to say, oh, hallelujah to your holy name. Oh, glory to your name, God. We're going to gather around the tree and we're going to say, you know what? Let's thank Jesus, hallelujah, for being born on this day. Let's thank him for coming in, in this sinful world and paying a price for our sins. See, I, I, I got a question for you. D does he bring you joy? He should. Watch the text. The text says, now the birth of Jesus follows. Watch this. When his mother Mary 
had been what? Betrothed to who? Joseph. What happened? All right, hold on a second. Look what he said. When, when his mother Mary had been what? Betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together. Hold on right there. Before they what? Before they knew each other. Now, this is going to be a very uh, peculiar point. All right? So what's the first thing we're going to, so we're going to change our focus this season, right? What's the first thing we're going to focus on? Facts. Right? What's the second thing we're going to focus on? Right, but I want you to focus, I, I want you to make this tradition in your life from now on. This season, next season, you're going to hear me preach this again. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when you preached this again, Pastor. Third thing you're going to do, you're going to focus on the bride. Focus on the bride. Watch this. The Bible calls Mary the favored one. Oh, I don't think you're hearing me. Yeah. She was a woman favored by God. Why do I want you to focus on her? Because here's the thing. She's a great example of what you want to be. Here's a woman. Watch this. The Bible says that she was going to, somebody was going to have this baby. But we didn't know who it was. But here we have the facts. Amen. The facts is, it says that when she, now, the word bethrought means to be engaged. Now watch this. They were engaged for one year. So legally, right, they were connected. They, listen, he could not get rid of her. Amen. They hadn't sealed the deal. But legally, they were courting for one year. According to Jewish law, you couldn't marry a woman right away. You had to give it time. You had to get to know that woman. Amen. And then you had to go through all these ceremonial things before you can actually make her your wife. Amen. Today, they treat marriage real, 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 you know, common, right? So watch this, so watch this. The reason I say focus on the bride because she's favored by God. And, and I want to tell you something in this season. If you focus on a good example, you can beat that blues. Here's a woman, amen, who had nothing. She was just a common woman living her life. Come on, somebody. Some of you just living your life, amen. And you're wondering, God, when? God, how come? Well, Lord, when is my turn, God? But I want to tell you something. Stop focusing on the wrong thing and focus on the right thing. The right thing is this. Amen. We have an example in Mary. The Bible says they were engaged. Watch this. They were engaged and watch this. And, and watch this. Before they were what? Intimate. Watch this. She was blessed among women. Come on, somebody. Amen. We want to focus. See, when we're willing to totally surrender to God, he will use us beyond what we can imagine. She was willing. Here's another example from her life. She was willing to be used by God. Are you willing to be used by God? In this season, are you willing 
to be used by. Why should I focus on the bride? I got a good example. See, we have to change our focus this season. Watch what he says next. Watch what he says next. And the Bible says, and she was found. Uh oh. To be what? By who? So here we have a living example of the fact that the Holy Spirit becomes the agent that conceives, come on somebody, this miraculous child before, and I'm going to show you the controversy in a minute, before they got together physically, now, I want you to catch this now. You, you, you engaged. Mm-hmm. I told you, let me tell you, the Bible's full of controversies. The Bible's full of stuff. But what I love about God, he takes our mess. Mm, and he makes us into something. He takes our misery. Come on, somebody. And he makes, watch this, he gives us miracles. Watch the text. The text says before they came together, she was what? She was found to be with child. Watch this. She was found to be with child by who? So quite naturally in this season, the next thing I need to focus on is focus on your, your comforter. Depressed? Focus on your comforter. Call on him. Holy Spirit, I don't feel it today. It's cold. I don't want to go outside. Amen. I don't feel good. I don't look good. I just want to lay here. Amen. And I don't want to do nothing for the rest of the day. Listen, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. He's the one that, that, watch this, that conceived Jesus. That's a miracle. Now, I don't know about you. I'm going to get to that part in a minute. Dealing with the fact that she was pregnant. All right? Dealing with the fact that she was what? Dealing with the fact that she was what? With child. Right? By who? His name. What if you started focusing on your comforter? What if you start asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Holy Spirit, give me revelation. Holy Spirit, encourage me. The Bible says that you are the paraclete. That, that's what the word parakaleo means. The word means to come alongside you. That, that the Bible says that he says, I leave you a comforter who will be with you, what, till the end. And so here I am in this season. I don't understand why I feel this way. I don't understand why I'm so depressed and down. But I want to tell you, saints, you have someone. You have someone that I've been preaching about. And I told you that he lives inside of you. Listen, you got to come up out of that hole. You got to come up out of that depression. You got to come up out of that doubt. You got to come up out of that because you don't belong there. Because you and I have someone. 
who is there with us. We have God in us. The text is plain. The text is clear. It says that she was with child by the who? The Holy Spirit. Now watch what it says, verse 19. And Joseph, her husband, yeah, being what? A what? A righteous man. Not wanting to do what? I mean, look what the Bible said. Look what the Bible said about him. Bible said, Bible said this. Look what the Bible said. I'm giving my pointer. Bible said, Bible said, being a what kind of man? Now I want to show you something. This, this, is, this, is, this is the part. This is the part that really got me here. He says, he says, being a righteous man, not wanting to do what? Man, what, 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 man, what kind of man? What kind of man is that? What kind of man is that? <laughs> See what I'm saying? See, logically it doesn't make sense. And even in this season, right, you got stuff that look like that. Oh, I don't think you hear me. Ah, you cut that. You cut. You got stuff in this season that look just like, uh-uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I, I hear you, Pastor. I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know about doing that. See, see, watch this. The one thing about, about Joseph that we have to look at is the kind of man he was. Watch the text. The text says he wasn't just righteous by a label or a title. He lived it. Watch what he said. The text says he was a righteous man not wanting to do what? Can I tell you something? Sometimes people, when they get into controversies, they want to expose things. He was a private man. Listen, do you know the consequence of dropping her in the grease? Now, I'd have dropped her in the grease. I'd be like, hey, everybody. I ain't going to say it, y'all. I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it. We're going to have to edit it, and Leah don't be editing right now. She's going to leave it on there. Now I'm going to get a call from somebody, FCC or somebody. Listen, y'all, I thought I was marrying a righteous woman. But the way it looked, watch this. Here's my point. Take this one home. Things don't always appear the way they seem. Sometimes the way it looks is not really what it is. You follow what I'm saying? Now, I'd be the kind of guy that said, man, shoot. Man, where you been? I'm just saying. <laughs> where the guy at? I want to know who he is. That's the kind of stuff I'd be asking. You know what I'm saying? Well, how many guys you done been with? Let, let, let me ask you that. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'd be starting to ask because I'm like, hold on now. Who you take before? I, I ain't going to be no sucker. First of all, you, I ain't going to be no sugar daddy. You can't, you can't feed off of me like that. It ain't happening. Whoever you laid with, you got to go stay with that brother. 
Because this right here doesn't look right. It's disgraceful, woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Watch this. So now in your situation right now, right, you're looking at stuff right now and you're saying, oh, it just doesn't look right. Don't you know it's a test? Watch this. God knew Joseph would be the man for the job. Watch this. The next thing you got to focus on, here's what's going to bring you through this season. Your faith. It was his faith. Come on, y'all. And, and listen, and we say, well, I've lost faith. How can you lose something? that you don't see. <laughs> no, you're just giving up is what you're doing. You're looking for an excuse to say I'm done to, watch this, to avoid the responsibility. Joseph said, man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the right thing. Here's, see, here's the thing. Even if you feel a certain way, do the right thing. Don't just throw in the towel. Don't just, listen, 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 listen to this. In spite of the difficulty of his circumstance, watch this, he did the right thing. Turn to your neighbor and say, do the right thing. Do the right thing, y'all. And you know what allowed him to do? Listen, th this season, no matter how difficult the circumstance is, focus on your faith because watch this. It's your faith that's going to bring you through. It's your faith that's going to give you the fuel that you need. Come on, somebody. It's your faith. The text says he was considering sending her away. And look what the text says. The text says in verse 20, but when he had considered this, watch this, behold, an angel mm -hmm, of the Lord appeared to him in his what? Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be what? Afraid to, make, to take Mary as your what? Wife for the child who has been conceived in her is of, is who? Is of the Holy Spirit. So what, what see, see here's, here's, what, your, here's what, what, what your faith will bring you in the midst of your blues. It will bring you divine revelation. God, listen, you're on the brink of giving up and God says, tune in, y'all, tune in. Tune in. You know, you know, here's the thing. If you tune in, amen, if you tune in, you won't miss what God is trying to show you. But see, what we do in the midst of our depression, in the midst of our demise, we give up on our faith. See, Joseph got divine what? Revelation. Because, watch this, because God had a divine purpose for And let me say this to you. Your purpose, amen, is tied into your faith. Oh, don't miss that. Don't miss that. Your purpose is tied into your faith. And here's the thing. If you give up, what do you think is going to happen? Will you ever see what God had for you? 
but eventually you will. Because what God has for you, oh, come on, somebody, is for you. Watch your text. The text says, and I'm sitting down. The text says in verse 21, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, Jesus. For he will what? Save his people from their sins. So the last thing you got to focus on, not only must you focus on your faith, but the last thing you got to focus on. Saints, you can complain this season all you want, but God has blessed you this year. Some of you got more than you've ever had before. Listen, 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 listen to me. Some of you were in difficult places and God gave you jobs. He opened doors. He closed some doors. Come on, somebody. When you thought you couldn't get over Amen. The divorce. When you thought you couldn't get over that man. When you thought you couldn't get over that child leaving you. When you thought you couldn't get over that circumstance. Whatever it was, God brought you through then. And he can definitely do it now. The key thing is you got to change your focus. Focus on the blessing. The blessing is this. That I'm no longer living in sin. That I am a child of God. That, 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 watch this, that I understand the word of God. That I can praise God for real. Amen. That, that I know that my redeemer lives. That I've been forgiven of my sins past. Let me give you something to rejoice about. I, I, I've been forgiven of my sins past, present, future. I've been delivered from the power of sin. From the very present of, presence of sin. And so therefore I can live a life that's pleasing unto my Lord. See the problem is today is that we're focused on all of these material things. That we're not focused on our blessings. God has blessed you beyond what you could even imagine. You got jobs that you should not have. You got promotions that you should not have gotten. You've gotten more stuff from God and when things don't go your way now yeah you lose focus listen to this a mother was having a gathering to celebrate the birth of her newborn son she invited a bunch of friends over to celebrate her arrival she welcomed her guests and they all had a great time celebrating eating and drinking after a while, one of the ladies said, well, bring the baby out. Let's see it. The mother went, got the baby from the crib. He was nowhere to be found. She started to panic and feel fear. Suddenly, she remembered that the baby was still at her parents' house where she had left him that morning. She and her guests had, been, had so much fun, watch this, in the party, at the party, that they forgot the reason they were at the party in the first place. You see, during this Christmas season, many people get so busy 
celebrating the wrong thing that they forget the birth of Jesus Christ. May I encourage you today? Get back focus. Don't get so wrapped up in what you're, that's selfish. God has blessed you. How many have been blessed? Now, I don't, now, now let me see. Y'all really been blessed? How many of y'all been blessed? Thank you. I mean, I'm talking about super-duper blessed. Sickness in your body, but you made it anyway. Come on, somebody. Uncertainty of your future, but he blessed you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may not have what I want, but I got what I need. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. I may just be making just enough, but I got a roof over my head. This Christmas, if you have nothing to put under the tree, put Jesus. Thank him. Stand around that tree and tell him, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Parents, stop killing yourself. Trying to please your kids. Amen. You work hard. Amen. I know they may get mad at me. Amen. But guess what? Do you know how much you make an, how much your mama make an hour? And what she got to do to bring that money home? Amen. Now we're talking about good stuff now. Amen. And you got to appreciate that stuff. When you walk into your house today, when you leave and you get in your car, Thank God, I paid the car note. You see, if God just starts moving, just shifting just a little bit out of your life, you wouldn't even understand that. And I believe in this season, that's why the Lord had me to change my message. I believe that sometimes we can be very ungrateful. We take for granted what he's doing. You had 12 months. 12 months, 365 days, amen, where you could have prepared for Christmas if you wanted to bless some people. But I want to encourage you this season, y'all. Beat that blues. Change your focus. Put it on. You You want an example? Look at Mary. Study her. Pick up your word, and God's going to bless you. Amen?